Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. So here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. I'm Brian. We have Kyle and Dan, and here we are in the uh, yep. gr- the garage that is with that is uh, undergoing a uh, s- uh, work in progress renovation. It's a metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very slowly. I'm you know I'm I'm trying to get it to, to where it's not just one big huge mess. It, mostly boxes. That's what it's yep. been. Just like this accumulation of boxes over the years. That's that, an evil layer for you there, man. That, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. So you know, just trying to clean it up, make it make it more of a you know a cool SPS headquarters. Um, you know, cause we, you know, we practice here, we do the podcast here. Um, and so I kind of wanted to set up like some of the old, you know, like the merch booth stuff that we haven't been using cause we haven't been playing shows, but you know, we got the, uh, the glorified light boxes set up and put out the table. Uh, I'm going to, you know, try to get the, uh, we, we have these, um, you know, monitors with the handheld video games that we used to put out at our merch table and figure we'll put that, uh, put that in here and, you know, give that old, uh, SPS headquarters kind of feel. So um, it's a mess. It's uh, you know, it'll get there. But uh, anyway, so uh, this is our podcast. And if you know, if you've been listening in, you know that every week we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a pop punk band. We talk about something from pop culture, and we talk about and drink beer. So I'm um, drinking beer right now. And drink. <laughs> we usually probably in the inverse order. I think we you know, we actually drink the beer first, or these guys do anyway. I, I I tend to wait because if I start drinking too early, then the rest of the podcast would just be shit. <laughs> so well, it is a heat wave too. Right? Yeah, you'll just sweat it all out. True. 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 But yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite hot this weekend. Um, but fortunately, not as hot as the last heat wave we had, which was like in the one fifteen ish. Oh God. Territory. Yeah. Oh, it's only about like 98 or something like that right now, so not quite as bad. Anyway, all right, so uh, we'll get right down to it. Uh, I think the uh, the band that we're talking about this week is uh, it's not quite all pop punk. They're actually, um, they're called Harbor Place. Um, apparently, they're from the Pacific Northwest. I don't know exactly where, do you? I, I could not find where. Me neither. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just going to say if their name is Harbor Place, maybe they're from Gig Harbor. I don't know. Okay. I actually have no idea. They could be from Salem for all I know. Right. But they do say Pacific Northwest, so that is cool. And um, the one thing, and I know you guys have noticed this, but... I mean, they are beyond eclectic. Like, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> they, the first thing I picked they up. They are yeah. beyond, and they they even mentioned that in their in their uh, you know their bio on their Facebook page, which is you know they they some song you know sometimes they sound like Lincoln Park, sometimes they sound like Blink One Eighty Two, and so you know when I first read that, okay, you know check this out, and um like every single song was different, and it almost sounded like it was by a different band almost. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know it's cool. Like I'm a big fan of the uh, you know eclecticism. Um, like I I like to try to do that where you know with you know with second player score and with you know other bands that I've been in where like each song sounds like it's you know it's its own thing. Um, it has its own personality. And I think these guys you know they just take it to the next level, and um, which you know. It's funny because, um, like, you know, back when I was doing Tone Deaf Teens in Hawaii and we were doing that kind of thing where each song was kind of different, 
you know, there we'll get people that would tell us, "Oh, you, you guys can't do that. You know, it's bad. You have to, you have to sound. You, know, you have to have a uniform sound. You have to have, you know, like your your songs have to be similar. Otherwise, nothing, you're never gonna, you know, people are never gonna understand what you are. You know, like you know, you're never gonna get anywhere commercially uh-huh, because, yeah. you know, you're just too different. Your songs are too different from each other. But I was always like, ah, no, I think you know it can work as long as you have sort of a, you know, like a unifying sound. Like you know, the singer still sounds the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I don't know, like. What what you guys feel about this? But I think in this day and age, this is almost like the this ultra eclecticism is almost um, more commercial in a way because like because bands are putting out singles now, you know, instead of you know albums or EPs, you know, they're, they're putting out one song at a time, and so in this way, it's almost like you know, like you can be a, a different band each time you put out a new song, almost, right. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. you know, so with the way the music industry works nowadays, it's it's kind of a, a, you know almost like a better approach, but um, I mean, either way, you know, they they sound great, you know, they they have you know they have good songs. I'm curious as to like you know since this isn't they're not totally pop punk like, i'm kind of curious as to how they got on your radar did they send you stuff or no no i i saw them they uh i think their ep that they just released they were advertising it you know or putting posts up on the pop punk groups about it mm-hmm. um because i mean so pop punk is so diverse like and and you don't necessarily have to be pop punk for for pop punk listeners to listen to you mm. like so for example, they they compare themselves uh, at some points to Lincoln Park. Right. Well, Lincoln Park is not a pop punk band, but I can guarantee mm-hmm. you, a lot of the people that are posting in those groups love and listen to Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a, I guess they would be considered maybe a crossover band because mm-hmm. they have a enough of a sound to where they're like dipping their toes in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they're not swimming in the deep end. Right. You know, so it works. And uh, so that's how I saw them. And uh, their their post said something about them being from the Pacific Northwest. So, of course, I was I was like, oh, well, I need to check this out, mm-hmm. you know, and see what's up with this. Because I'm always looking for, uh, you know, new Pacific Northwest bands to add to uh, getting squatchy. Right, yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I, you know, listened to a couple of songs and knew right away that uh, they would be a perfect fit for uh, for uh, the podcast. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, even though they aren't completely pop punk, they work, and they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they're 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 very very talented. And yeah, yeah, uh, totally. And and I like okay, so. It's kind of a trend right now is is uh, the mixing of pop punk and rap, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not a huge fan of that, but I'm not against it either. Is I'm that just, really a thing now? Yeah, pop yeah, punk and rap. Well, because you know, like Travis Barker's been uh, getting together with a lot of rappers. Oh yeah, the whole Machine Gun uh, Kelly thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so it's it there's there's been a lot of collaborations with that, and huh. so it's kind of becoming a thing. And uh, so some of the like really new, uh, you know, uh, cutting edge stuff is this mix of pop punk and rap. Hmm. And so I don't I don't like a lot of it, but there I, I I'm just selective in what I like in that. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a collaboration, I'm not I'm not going to be like totally in. Oh wow, this is different. I like it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 
there's rap I like, there's rap I don't like. Mm-hmm. And so, but the way that these guys mix it and the way they utilize it is really well done and completely appeals to what I like in the sound. Mm. I think probably because too, the thing is, is that they're, they're, they're kind of, so they're, they're doing the pop punk rap mix thing, but they're also kind of doing it the way like Lincoln Park was doing it. And so there's like that familiarity. So, mm. So it's really easy to just kind of like slide into it, you mm-hmm. know, because it's familiar enough that you're like, oh, okay, I get this. I, I, I get what they're doing and I like it, you know. So, yeah, I was really digging uh, the music that these guys are putting out. So, yeah, it serves like a good resume for what they can actually pull off. Like, I can see within the pop punk groups how that Blink 182 song was just like the foot in the door. Mm-hmm. But once they heard everything right. else, and, and also having the lack of like, all these different like um, backlogs of songs and stuff. It's a quick, easy, digestible loop. You can just listen to all five songs, yeah, five or six songs within like b- between doing your chores and stuff, and it's over before you know it. And they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, they, oh, you just notice the music stopped and you started all over again. Right, yeah. So it's almost like like you were saying how bands are doing these singles every now and then it's like instead of putting out full-blown albums they can afford to experiment and do these things now mm-hmm. and that's one of the good things that covid actually did bring to the music scene is that now everyone's attention span is two seconds long <laughs> right. so it's like they can actually be like okay we don't need a whole like disco album but hey let's do one song with a disco beat in it and oh yeah. yeah it works yeah and I, I i think it, um going back to something that you said where like you know people in the pop punk groups you know they you know, there are there are Linkin Park fans, or you know, they actually like other kinds of music. You know, which I think is you know typical of most music fans. I mean, we're all just not. You know, it's like, oh, it's not pop punk, then fuck it. You know, I, I don't want to listen to it. You know, yeah. like I, so I think because it's like, it's almost like you know, like uh, you know, Star Trek fans can't be Star Wars fans. Like, no, oh, you can oh, be. You know, you can yeah. you can like Star Trek, you can like Star Wars, you can like Marvel, you can like DC, you can like all these kind of things. I, I think you know just. Because you have a different different songs with different sounds doesn't mean, you know, like someone's gonna listen to your second song and be like, oh, you know, fuck, I, I, that's not pop punk, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think. I mean, there are those people, but oh man, <laughs> there are it's true, just trolls. But I mean, they're trolls. No <laughs> one listens to them. Yeah, yeah, but I think most you know music fans, you know, like like a range of stuff, a variety of stuff. So right, and if you're good, as long as you're good, which these guys are, then you know, then hey, you know, it's. It, be uh, be as diverse as you want, and I think it's I yeah. think it's cool. Well, in mm-hmm. this early in their, uh, you know, this early on for them, it's really good. We did kind of the same thing. I mean, so like Fortress Storm Attack definitely did not have like one specific, I think, unifying sound. Mm-hmm. We we had all kinds of stuff. We were all over the board on on that album because it's like you don't really know. We I mean we were. We had just really gotten started. Right, yeah. And so, I mean, we were just putting together these things that we were interested in doing. But they all had these different sounds. And so, through that, like, we were able to kind of see what kind of uh, resonated with listeners. Mm-hmm. And then we could kind of follow that. So, sure. that way, because if you get, if you pigeonhole yourself into one sound on your very, on your, like, debut album or, or like, your first, like, three or four singles or whatever... I mean, what if that's not really a good sound for you? Right, right. You know, now you now you're stuck with this, or or whatever, or or, or you have to reinvent what you're doing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us, for these guys, it's like you throw all this diverse stuff out there, and then you kind of see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And then if when when that sticks, then you kind of maybe like lean into that a little bit 
a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. And what's what sticks not only for the audience but for you as a band, what you enjoy playing right. and what sounds yeah. no, exactly, what exactly. you have fun doing. So, all right. So anyway, that is a uh, Harbor Place. Check those guys out. Okay, so moving on to the uh, pop culture section, we're gonna do something uh, interesting, which is last week we I, I think I mentioned like we hardly ever do. Uh, big budget superhero movies, even though we're you know we're fans of those, um, we don't do them a lot on the podcast. But we did one last week when we talked about Aquaman. This time we're going to do uh, two of them in a row. <laughs> we're going to do another, in fact, another DC one, in fact, uh, which is the Suicide Squad, which I think we just all enjoyed so much that we just had to talk. We just could not not talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was spilling into the conversation last week, so it was almost like okay, we just got to we'll, we'll 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 talk about it on the show. So. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't want to say like the first, the, the original Suicide Squad without the, the, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it was good or bad. It was just, I didn't like that as much as I liked this one. I think this one was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it did a really good, I think he did a really good job with, uh, you know, especially with Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn character. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. that really kind of captured, I think, you know, the essence of what that character really is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a lot, lot of fun and really kind of just simple. It really just kind of, oh, by the way, we're going to spoil the, the shit out of the, the Suicide Squad. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> go watch it. I highly recommend it. Um, anyway, okay. So yeah, so like, um, just, it, it was very, uh, you know, fast paced and they got, they got right down to it. There was no, like, there's no exposition. There's like right into the whole thing, you know, just, you know, the, the story just took off from the very beginning. So it just, you know, gets you, get, it gets going on a fast pace and it just keeps going and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it. So, Yeah. It was uh, Okay. So, yeah, I'm not going to tear down the other one, but I'm just going to say this. <laughs> this one was infinitely better for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I enjoyed it so much more. And uh, I loved the cast. I thought the, you know, these people were great. And, you know, one thing that I, I find really interesting uh, is that I guess I kind of like this DC stuff because these people are not necessarily your superheroes. They're metahumans. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're humans with a little ad- added bonus. You know, it's not Superman goes out and does whatever the fuck he wants, uh, has, like, strength to spare in any situation right. you know lifting mountains with a f- one finger and shit like that uh you know i mean these people are vulnerable they they you know and uh, that's what i like about these uh, i and uh i don't know i i was not a huge dc fan for a long time but man this past year i've really gotten into it a lot um well, yeah, DC's been stepping it up. Yeah, I think I think you know maybe it took them a while. I I saw an article just recently that said you know the best thing about DC is they quit trying to be Marvel. Right. I think we talked we touched on this last week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When I said you know that they were trying mm-hmm. to do that, and then after a while they're just like fuck it. You know we're not going to be Marvel. We're never going to be. We're just going to be ourselves and yeah, do yeah. take this other strategy. And I think it's, it, that's been paying off for them. Oh yeah. Oh, it. I'm digging it. So. Uh, in fact, uh, we just started watching uh, Titans too. Ah, so uh, but yeah, back to Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, I loved that it was just, and I loved it was like a blood fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was funny yeah. as hell. Uh, and uh, I was really happy to see John Cena because I mean normally you don't, and uh, but I actually got to see him this time, and he was funny. Yeah, like. 
And not in a bad way. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's funny because it's like uh, his acting's so horrible, it just gets to the point of funny. I mean, he was really good. Did you know he's getting his own show? I heard something about that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah. cool? Peacemaker, yeah, his yep. own spinoff. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I love, man, that was awesome that, you know, Peacemaker, and he ends up being the inside man for, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was awesome now. I need hey. to go back. I still have to go back and watch the uh, the credit, the additional credit scenes. Uh, I forgot to do that, but I heard that there was a hint that uh, he didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I need to go back and watch. That. Well, that's why there's a. That's why he's getting a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That, that post credit scene. The weasel didn't die. Yeah, that's right. The weasel oh, didn't die. So yeah. I'm just so glad the weasel. I mean, like, okay, that set the tone of the entire movie. It was like, everyone's looking at this like werewolf thing. Everyone's freaking out, right? And then no one checked to see if the weasel could swim. Yeah. And they're like, this is the kind of crackpot shit we're dealing with from the get-go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Not only was that funny as hell, but when they got him up to, uh, up to shore, right? And they're like, he's dead. I'm like going, you know what? They didn't really try really hard on this. I'm gonna find. It's gonna be really interesting if everyone gets fucking offed here, and the weasel's still alive. Yeah. You know, and sure enough, <laughs> boom, right at the end. Now, do you guys know? Have you guys ever seen the weasel before? I think it's an old, old throwback. Like I remember something vaguely from like way back. Yeah, I was. I was like, these are I these never- are all these are all characters from canon, though. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I think i looked up enough to know that like it wasn't just some like add-in for the movie i mean mm. it was a real character but i mean i'm like man i've never ever heard of this guy ever but i mean i haven't heard of a lot of the dc characters just like a lot of people never heard of the guardians of the galaxy before that became a you know right a big no thing, exactly so. i know and that, i i thought that was like cracking me up like bobby and i are trying to figure out what the hell is going on in that fucking beginning battle because we're like like okay, so someone died. All right, all right. Wait, oh, another dude died. Uh, how many people are there here? Like more mm-hmm. than half of them are dead now. <laughs> um, what is this movie about? And there's a good cast too, right? Yeah. Those are, they killed all. Their, I know. Like, I okay. I was totally blown away. Like that, all these people are getting like just off right in the beam. I'm like going, how how are they offing these people? Like like these are big names. Like, these people don't get offed in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay. So I was like, the only thing I know is that I know Idris Elba is in here, and I haven't seen him yet. So there's got to be something else to this. <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck. The only thing I knew was that Harley Quinn wouldn't die. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to go on. But like, I just couldn't believe it. like, well, now who's going to save the day? I mean, I didn't really have much hope for these jokers that they sent, you know, to go do whatever they were doing. But who else is there? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, uh, some points I have to make before we, uh, before we, before I forget was um, like okay, so I, I love how um, like Harley. They were going to go to save her, and then like she just ends up, you know, saving herself. Oh, yeah, you know, she did that toe trick. Up. Like she legitimately did that when she like um, picked the pocket with uh, with her toes and then stuck it in the lock. Yeah, yeah, she literally did that. You mean yeah, the, the actor Margaret Robbie? 
Really? Yeah, yeah. She really did it. No shit. Yeah, it was like one of those things where like, oh, good thing the cameras were rolling. Wow. So like Sigourney's <laughs> Weaver, like her back her back shot, you know, and yeah. aliens and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like one of those moments. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No blew shit. My mind. Wow. <laughs> Well, wow, that yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I love how she you know saved herself, and then then they show up, and then they're like she's like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> yeah, all bloody nose and everything. That, that was so like, funny. I can then, go back in there if you want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then her her scene um, when they're when they're grilling um, the thinker. By the way, uh, I I thought Peter Capaldi was he was very like doc. He was like the doctor. He was, yeah, you know, like, yeah. His character just to me he was very Doctor Who ish. In, in the in the role, but it was just kind of like like it was like the doctor saying fuck, you know. That kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, when they were grilling him on the you know, before they before they went in for the mission and stuff, like she, and she was, you know, uh, she was telling him, you know, you, you can't, you know, do not sneeze or whatever it was. You oh know, yeah, like, if you cough without covering your mouth, you'll yeah, die. You die. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, you know, like she she said, um, I am walking back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm helping. You know, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> that was that was just an amazing moment in, in that movie. So I, anyway, I just wanted to just say that before I forgot. So nah. anything else about the Suicide Squad? Um, uh, just oh, loved isn't it, it crazy how they they always have that bulletproof character, but this time they nerfed him because was it Nanamu the shark? Mm-hmm. Now he's like incredibly stupid. Oh yeah, there's always that one kind of like loose cannon or like, kind of like the hulk you don't know whether he's gonna help you or smash your face into the ground right, yeah. yeah this is their hulk yeah yeah yep <laughs> yeah. i loved i loved him he was great man yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was a, an excellent addition to the to the crew yep yep so anyway okay so that is uh that is the suicide squad i think uh is it in it's on hbo max is this is it, is it still in theaters i guess it would I be right so. yeah it should be mm-hmm. so anyway yeah um definitely watch that if you have not so okay moving on to the beer Woo-hoo! it looks good i've, I've been kind of like eyeing up your guys's beers throughout the whole show it, here. it's delicious you're really missing out uh, yeah okay i'm gonna catch up here it is uh well why don't you tell us what it is kyle this is a Hazy Jack Pale Ale by uh, Widmer. And uh, I think it's like a seasonal, probably. Uh, uh. Let's see. They say, somewhere deep in the hop fields of the Pacific Northwest, the Jack roams. <laughs> the legend says that the greatest hops in the world grow from its antlers. <laughs> Though many have tried, no one has found the animal or its elusive hops, but we still believe it's out there. Uh, some more Sasquatch shit going on. All right. Uh, what do we got here? This hazy pale ale pays tribute to the legend of Hazy Jack with bold piney and citrus hops and soft malt notes. Yeah. Gotta say, that's, this looks uh, pretty, like a Donnie Darko can. That's pretty, yeah. pretty accurate. Uh, I, always, I always see this at the store, and I haven't tried it yet, so I'm glad you brought it. And believe it or not, I think this is only the third Widmer beer that we've, we're doing. Um, yeah. We've wow. done uh, Tiny Drinker, and we've done Burr, um, yep. and, which is kind of interesting because Widmer actually has a lot of good stuff. So anyway. They do, but cheers. I, they're, they're just so, well, it would just be too easy because they have so many. Ooh. Wow. That was good. Right? It is just uh, Ooh, loads of flavor. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it has a little uh, sweetness to it, and I don't know, man. It's really good. And on a hot day go like down. today, I think I might just, like, gulp this thing down. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it goes dangerous. down really easy. Yeah, how strong is this? I don't uh, like, five, six, I think, I believe. So it's not, it's not like, overpowering or anything, but... Uh, 
yeah, it's it tastes really good. And this would be a good one, like like for people that um you know like they want a hoppy flavor, but like the IPAs go a little too too far for them. Oh, it's a six. This is perfect. You know, oh, this does not taste. Oh like yeah, a six point right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it tastes like a session. Yeah, huh? it is really good though. And have a fun practice. <laughs> I know, man. Widmere sure does. They they put out some good stuff. I gotta say. That, see the six percent six point zero is why I haven't picked this up yet because like my my beer shopping habits. I'll I'll like I when I drink, I'll do uh, like a couple of sessions and I'll do something heavier with it. That's kind of how. You know my my drinking habits go <laughs> so like oh you know I'll pick up like a bunch of you know like you know four and a half sessions and then you know a couple you know some some seven seven and a half type thing so the six doesn't like factor into the equation because I I do beer math it's it's mm-hmm. it's too much for session but not enough for yeah mixing with the session yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah but uh, yeah but I'm so that's why I'm I'm glad you brought it because this is a uh, this is really tasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. really it's well good. done. It's good. Mine's really gonna be gone well in like a second here. I know, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm glad I didn't get more than I did. We would practice would be over early. It's really good. Uh, God, it's just like so clean. Yeah. Damn. Really good. So, um, like, I think we talked about this before, but once again, because I keep forgetting. Like what? Uh, how do you get the hazy quality to a hazy uh, beer? Uh, it has something to do with uh, hopping the beer during fermentation. I think they, I think they throw in. Uh, so after the boil and everything, and uh, they they throw more hops in, and uh, they're there for the for the fermentation and something about that creates the haziness. I read something about it a while back, but I can't remember like all the details, Mm. but yeah, I mean, just at a really high level, it has something to do. There's something that happens when you have all these hops thrown in, um, where they weren't in the boil, but after the boil and you, you know, you've got everything all set up for fermentation and then you throw in a bunch of new hops. Um, there's something that happens during that that creates the haziness. Mm. So that's how you get it, I think, with like a hazy IPA or a hazy pale ale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the haziness of, um, let's say, a wheat beer, like a like a heffy, mm-hmm. uh, comes from the fact that heffy yeast is lighter than the liquid that it is in. Oh. And so it just floats. Oh. And it never, so if you don't filter it out, it's just always there. It never it never settles out. Ah, trippy. Huh. Yeah, so that's why um, a lot of the times, you know, that's why they call like heffies like an unfiltered wheat beer mm. because mm-hmm. they uh, use that heffy yeast and then they just leave it, mm. you know, which is one of those qualities. So, so yeah, I have to look into that because I, I, it's been a while since I looked that up and I, I'm curious... Uh, on the deeper levels as to what the reaction is that creates that hazy just because you added hops into the first fermentation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's dry hopping, which after ferment, all the fermentations occurred, and you pull, you, you then go and you go into secondary fermentation, which basically just, it pulls all the beer off of the yeast cake that has 
fallen to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You pull it off of there so it, it can complete it, but without having all the garbage and junk that can that's in the yeast, uh, the old yeast that is settled out that that can like produce like bad flavors and stuff. Oh, okay. So you pull all that off, and then it gives it a chance. Anything else that's in there can settle out, and you can get that off. So it kind of helps with clarification of the beer. But then in that secondary fermentation. You uh, you can do what they call dry hopping, whereas you throw new hops in there, and then it gives it this this hoppiness where it doesn't really add any bitterness, but it adds a lot of what they call nose to the beer, ah, and yeah. it's really good, especially you know in uh, certain like, well, definitely IPAs. I've I've had uh, dry hop pilsners; those were really good. Um, pale ales, you know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a really good flavor. Uh, but, um, adding them for the, for the, uh, primary fermentation, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. So I'll have to read and get kind of the details on that. Cause I am kind of interested in, would that again. be something you would, you would try make, making yeah. your own hazy? Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of do that, um, unintentionally. <laughs> uh, I do it for other reasons. Okay. So, um. I don't, so I don't chill my beer, uh, like like typically people will. Uh, they they get the they get done boiling and then they put it in the fermenter and they they like chill it like mm-hmm. really quickly. You put mm-hmm. it like in an ice bath. You put a, a copper um, coil in there and run cold water oh, yeah, through yeah, it. I've seen you, those. you know, you try to you really try to like get it cold as fast as you can because faster you, you can get it cold. It it's supposed to like settle out things help helps to clarify it and all this and now there's a, you know they say if you if you the faster you cool it the less weird flavors and stuff you get and stuff I I have not I have not experienced this uh, I used to chill my beer but now I just put it in the fermenter and I let it cool at its own rate okay and so um, they they have what's called a whirlpool. And where what they what when you really do whirlpool is you get it down when it hits about 160 degrees, I believe. You you can add in hops. Um, you leave them in there for like 10 or 20 minutes, and then you pull them back out, mm. and then let it cool the rest of the way. What I do is I just since I'm gonna let it just cool on its own anyway. Um, once I get it into the fermenter and get it all ready to go. Before I finally cap it off, I'll throw in uh, some what I look at as uh, like finishing hops, mm. um, and so they never actually hit boiling temperature, you know. But and it's not technically a whirlpool, but they sit in there for the fermentation as well. So I, I. You know, I cold crash and all that stuff, so I don't really get haziness. Mm-hmm. But I need to look into why this works, like for these beers, and see if, like, maybe I'm missing or adding a step that doesn't need to be, mm-hmm. and maybe I can get a hazy beer unintentionally. All right. <laughs> well, that'll be your homework, sir, because yeah. uh, I'm sure you could probably do a. I mean, I'm sure you would do a fantastic job at making a. Uh, a uh, hazy beer for the. Uh, do we have an opening in the Nobody's Hero? Oh tw- yeah, twelve yeah. pack. Do we have an opening? Yeah, for I a hazy? still need like I still need I think like one or two beers. Okay, well there you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, that kind of segues nicely into the fact that this is the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks, and uh, we are Second Player Score, and yes, we are a band, we are a musical artist, but we are also what we like to think of as uh, multi multimedia content creators, if you will, including beer is one of the things that we create. Like we have a we have a beer line that goes with every song on the uh, Nobody's Hero album, our second album. Um, don't steal that idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you can try to steal it, but I don't think you'll be we able. We did to, it you know, first. It's recorded. Yeah, you can try to steal it, but I don't think you know you can you can you'll you'll never come you know to, to the quality of the beer that uh, that Kyle can produce here for uh for that that beer line. <laughs> uh, we also make a we also make a comic book series called Glorified, which is now up on uh, Global Comics glo- uh, with an X Comics with an X. Um, it's like a subscription service that you can go um, if you you know subscribe. You can read a whole bunch of cool stuff for free. Well, you know, for your subscription fee, um, there's you know not there's glorified. There's a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So we're on that. Uh, we are also now uh, partnered with uh, Visual Real Japan, um, a media company there. Uh, so that's very exciting. So we'll have uh, some things coming out of there. More to come on that. And uh, we do a whole bunch of other stuff. We do. Uh, we have movie scripts. We have uh, television scripts. We have um, n- novels and um, you know all kinds of cool stuff that goes into our entire thing that we call the SPS verse. Woo! So anyway, <laughs> so um, check out. Listen to Harbor Place, uh, watch The Suicide Squad, and uh, drink uh, Hazy Jack. Was it Hazy Jack? Hazy Jack Pale Pale Ale Ale from Widmer. So anyway, great. Thank you for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Right, see ya. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.